So some really useful data from the NetWealth full-year results, which were released to the Stock Exchange yesterday, uh, further showing the the lead that the top platforms, particularly NetWealth, Hub24 and Macquarie, uh, continue to take from a net flow perspective, but also catching up slowly but surely from a market share perspective. And I guess the question on investors' lips and industry pundits is how long will this trend continue and what does it mean for the major platform providers who have you know, still a very strong position from an incumbency perspective and are looking to uh, reinvent or overhaul their technology and their offerings to secure the IFA market. The real backdrop, obviously, is that the IFA market is shrinking significantly. So trying to um, catch up from a market share perspective is, is going to be challenging in um, when you've got reduced advisors to sell to. And this trend's been going for over seven years, according to the data produced here, uh, which is from Plan for Life, and is expected to continue uh, for some time, certainly by the analyst reports we've read in recent times. It really does beg the question, what, what are going to be the big drivers for platform growth in the future? And, and the key one that we look at at Fenura is in terms of what's a monogamous relationship look like for a platform provider uh, and an advice firm. So in Australia, according to investment trends, the average advice practice is using around three platforms on average quite actively and in some cases we see many more which of course is, is highly inefficient but this has been driven obviously due to legacy through m a uh, aggressive uh, platform price pricing uh, which makes it hard for advisors to satisfy best interest duty but it does create a lot of inefficiencies uh, ultimately and we don't see this trend uh, particularly in the us where you would see most private wealth businesses have a, a single relationship with a custodian Technology is going to be a huge lever. We've seen Hub Net Wealth and now others drive, um, you know, really hard into this technology space, both from a providing technology functionality on platform, but also investing in adjacent services that um, that advisors looking to have or offering very high quality integration solutions. This will continue. The big one that we haven't seen much evidence on is around advisor services. So we've seen a lot of evidence that. Licensees in particular who are capital constrained are pulling back um, on a number of services that used to be sort of bundled in with a licensee offer. And we just don't have that richness of ecosystem to provide technology and other services uh, into the advice market. And whilst uh, platforms want to focus on what they do, which is really build good products and solutions for advice and the clients to use, there is a huge gap. Um, that exists in the market currently around technology services, something Finera thinks about all the time. It is highly probable that we will see platforms step into this space. They're well capitalized and they uh, obviously have a vested interest in advice businesses being as efficient as humanly possible. Um, and we expect them to drive them there as well. The real question for that will be what the commercial model is. So much of platform pricing is based on features that um, are driven towards the client experience, not so much the advisor experience. And you would have to um, you would have to argue that as more technology and other services get bundled into platform models, um, what will this really mean from a pricing? And do will we end up in a situation where potentially platforms start looking at charging the advisor or the practice for a lot of the services they're providing or changing that commercial lens, uh, which we have seen in the UK? Interesting times, the platform market uh, and plenty more uh, to come.